Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Chelsea Barron. That was uh, just a wonderful time of praise, yeah? To spend time in God's presence, meeting with Him. Ties in really nicely with what I want to speak about today. Um, When Paul asked me to speak, I was it's one of those moments you're like, Yes. You say yes, don't you, Shona? Yes, you do. You do. <laughs> because you believe God has spoke to him and you say yes. And then the next question of course is what do you want me to actually, you know, speak about? Um, you know, I'm gonna go inquire of God as we've been taught, as we've been looking at. And that was pretty much what came back, you know, go seek God. And I started thinking and praying and meditating on what we'd been looking at recently, what we'd been speaking about, what God had been putting on my heart, what I'd been learning. And it became quite clear that it was always going to be about going into the presence of God, into the Holy of Holies, staying in the Holy of Holies and operating from that place, the Holy of Holies which we've just done. We've just entered the Holy of Holies. We've just spent time in the Holy of Holies. We've just operated from the Holy of Holies. We're already there. So hopefully this will just be an encouragement. Could you put that first slide up for us, please? The first slide, the only slide. Paul put this uh, picture up a couple of weeks ago. This is the uh, harbour in Storm. Uh... It made its way around Facebook. And um, Pastor Paul was sharing how the, so, uh, the, the enemy, the, the storm can look like this. The enemy can look like a storm. And we can feel like the harbour. And that safe place. And I thought it was such a great picture of what it's like to be living in the Holy of Holies. What, it live in, what it's like to be living out of that place where, uh, of, of safety, of security, of strength of protection, of victory. That storm's got nowhere to go. It can crash against those rocks all at once, but it's going nowhere. That harbour stands. There might be a bit of minor damage here and there, but that harbour stands. That's the kind of place we need to be every single day in our lives. We can't just have it once a week on a Sunday or a Thursday night and come in and be in that place, be in that Holy of Holies. Because the enemy is 24-7. Doesn't really care about your sleep schedule. Doesn't care about your bad days. Doesn't care about, oh, but church is on a Sunday and a Thursday. He's 24-7 and he's good to attack you whenever you want. And I'm not saying that to scare you because that's a place of victory. That's a place of strength. That's a place of security. We've been looking at Romans, uh, Romans, Hebrews. I keep doing that. Every time I go to say Hebrews, I say Romans. It's fantastic. (laughs) Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, in full assurance of faith, 
having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. When I was inquiring of God as to what to share today, it was very much always, it was going to be about the Holy of Holies. But it was going to be stories from my own life and things that have spoken to me. And one of the first encounters I ever had with the idea of going into the Holy of Holies was back in 2005. Um, I think it was around the time I was in Bible college, I'm not 100% sure. Um, and a song came out by a band called Cutlass. Um, the song was called Take Me In. And it's all about going into the Holy Holies. I'd just like to play it now uh, and let you listen to that. And we'll continue on from there. So the lyrics for that are, Take me past the outer courts, into the holy place, past the brazen altar, Lord, I want to see your face. Pass me by the crowds of people and the priests who sing your praise. I hunger and thirst for your righteousness. But it's only found in one place. Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take me in by the blood of the Lamb. Take me into the Holy of Holies. Take the coal. Touch my lips. Here I am. That for me was one of my first encounters of the idea that um, predominantly in worship at the time could be more than just hands in the air, praise God, wonderfulness. But it could be a journey and a progression and, and moving from that place to place. And... I kind of started looking at what it meant, um, what the Holy of Holies was, because in the Old Testament, um, the temple and the tabernacle had a place in the Holy of Holies where God's presence would dwell on earth. And it was that representation of where he was. The Ark of the Covenant was in there. And the high priest, once a year, would enter in and offer up um, a sacrifice of blood onto the Ark of the Covenant, onto the mercy seat, sprinkling that onto it, so that when God looked through the blood to the mercy seat, which contained the law, the sacrifice covered. And when we enter into the Holy Holies, we're not entering into a physical location, we're entering into where God is if you want the throne room of heaven. But it's more than that, because not only is God in heaven, but he also is in us by the Holy Spirit. So we are in him, and he is in us, and if we remain in him, he'll remain in us. So we can enter in wherever we are. And that's such a powerful and helpful uh, thing to, uh, to imagine. If you're a visual person... You can imagine yourself entering into the Holy of Holies. You can imagine yourself entering into the throne room of heaven. Just before Christmas, uh, we were in a prayer uh, time with the worship team before a Sunday meeting. And God showed me a picture of the throne room of heaven. And gave me an invitation. said, come and sit at my feet. And I did. And during that time of worship, and it was amazing... And every time since then, um, you'll often see me if I'm worshipping, I have a big grin on my face because I feel like a kid who just gets to sit at his dad's feet. 
But what God showed me is the throne room of heaven is a place of power. It's a place of authority. It's a place where God says go and things go. God says come and things come. And for us, we have a permanent invitation to dwell there. We have a permanent invitation because of what Jesus did on the cross. Because his blood covers all. When Hebrews 10 talks about having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. It's that picture of the high priest throwing the blood onto the mercy seat. Jesus' blood is our covering so that we enter in. We are holy. He has declared us holy. Therefore, we can enter in to heaven freely. We can enter that throne room. We can operate from that place. Living from that place makes just a huge difference to our lives. And a very simple story, um, an example of that is I woke up uh, a week Friday past with a sermon going in my head. I don't know if you've ever done this. You wake up and you're just preaching to yourself. And it's not you that's preaching to you, it's God that's preaching to you, but he's using your words and your voice and I woke up and I was walking to work with a sermon about being holy, about remaining in the holy of holies, about being in that place, about what difference that makes and, and, and how to do that. It was great. You should have been there. <laughs> and I got to work and I sat down at my desk in university with a keyboard, um, started working away and sort of had that, was trying to have that mind of I'm dwelling in the Holy of Holies whilst I'm also trying to go on with doing work and that interesting uh, thing <laughs> yeah, being in two places at once and uh, I'm listening, half listening to what's going on around me and a TA comes in, I work in school, a teacher assistant comes in and comes in to pick up some photocopying, is speaking to the reprographics technician talking about the weekend, it was Friday, so very excited. And just as she's about to leave, um, he makes a comment about the weekend and how good it is to, it's a weekend. Schools are exciting places when it comes to weekends. She turns and says, yep, it's the weekend. Praise God, praise God, praise God. What? I kind of half look at her with a silly grin on my face and by that time she's, she's gone. And I turn back, God, what was that about? Thank God, as a throwaway, oh, thank God it's the weekend. I can kind of understand, but three times, praise God, praise God, praise God. That's beyond me. And God turned and said to me, you're sitting in my presence. My presence changes things around you. And that's just such a simple little example. And I swear he just gives me these things just so that I can share them. Um, God wants to do things every day. And some things might not be as avert as that, as very as obvious as that was of like someone shouting praise God three times at you. But God will change things around you. If you're in a difficult situation at your workplace, being in that holy of holies, being in that place with God will change things around you. If your workplace looks a bit like that sometimes, just remember you're in the harbour. You can be in that place of peace. Our school is going through some massive changes at second. We're becoming an academy in September. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unrest. And sometimes it feels like that. 
Sometimes it just feels like there is just so much going on. There's such a storm. There's so much just people being uh, negative about the school, negative about the kids. And there are some challenging kids. Um, But I'm the port in the storm and I need to remember that. I'm that safe place. I can be in that place of peace because I am in God. I am in the Holy of Holies. I operate out of the throne room of God. I operate out of that place of peace. I operate out of that place of authority. It's funny you were saying earlier on that you were expecting to go into big rah-rah-rah time. I had that same thing on Thursday night. I brought that word about... um, Doors opening, chains being broken, you know, as, as the, in Acts when um, Paul and Silas are praising God and the, the chains are flying off and the doors are opening and they're like, hey! I was seriously expecting us to go into a time of contending prayer. Yes, praise, like bring it, let's see it, let's see the enemy routed 35 miles. And two minutes later, we're in a place of holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, you're awesome. I was like, I don't understand. Because I'm slow sometimes. And he said, he said to me, that place of vulnerability before me, where you're lifting me up in praise in that way, that's the place of strength. There is definitely a time for contending prayer, and no doubt we will be doing it again on Thursday night. I have no doubt about it. There is a time for rah, rah, rah throwing your hands up and getting in the enemy's face and giving him a bloody nose. But God has the victory. We'll, we'll do the work, we'll do the legwork, as, as, as we saw uh, with David. The army fought, but God had the victory. And we can stand in that place and raise our arms, raise our hands, raise our voice in that place to give praise to God, and he will drive back the enemy. Because when we're in that place, we can hear him so much clearer. Because we're right there. It's like being sat just there. And God can speak to us so closely. And we can hear him and we can understand. And when he says go, we can go. When he says come, we can come. When he says drive them out, we can drive them out. But we do it from that place. Because it's a place of peace. It's a place of strength. It's a place of authority. It's a place of anointing. And that's where we need to be in our lives at all times. Especially at the moment when God is doing something so significant amongst us. And this is a little bit like preaching to the choir because I know a lot of us are already operating that. We're already trying to live this out you know, every day. But it's just an encouragement to keep going. <laughs> keep going. Because when the enemy comes in... We need to be into that street, into that place of God. What what are we doing? What's next? Where are we going? So we can hear him. So that we can operate out of that place of strength. So that we don't have to try and strive by ourselves. That we don't have to get stressed when the money situation isn't looking good or the job situation isn't looking good. Um, That we can be immediately into that place of peace. And that is not easy all the time. That can take some uh, just continuing and not worrying when you get it wrong, but turning around and immediately trying to get it right again and constantly just giving that back to God.
and constantly just, all right, God, didn't quite make it today. Let's try again tomorrow. And we seek God at all times. We inquire of the Lord for what's next. But we do it from that place of peace. We do it from that place of strength. We do it from that place of authority. The other verse in Hebrews 10 we're looking at is, we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we are those who believe and are saved. Man, it's, these words that we're hearing, these, these verses, make sure you've got them written down. Make sure you're, you know them. Make sure you understand them. Make sure that, that when the enemy comes in and tries to lie to you, when the enemy comes in and tries to steal from you, when the enemy comes in and tries to destroy that you have those solid rocks that you can throw right back at them and say, well, actually, my God says this. Jesus, when he's being tempted in the wilderness, immediately has an answer for whatever the devil tries. Immediately. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. When I was doing a bit of prep work yesterday, I wrote this down. We are those who will stand in the face of the enemy. Whatever he tries to throw at us, whatever he tries to steal from us, we are those who will stand in the Holy of Holies and from that place of power and authority command the enemy to leave, the waves to be still and drive him off, taking back what was stolen and more besides and taking the ground as he retreats. So let's do that. Everyone stand up, please. If you're able to stand, please stand. If you're not able to stand, you're going to have to do this in your head. And you're going to need a bit of space around you, so you're going to need space to be able to take a step forward. Because as we've already seen today, entering into the Holy of Holies should be easy. And Jesus has already made the way for us. So, in a minute... I'm going to ask you to take a step forward. But right now, take 30 seconds and just focus in on God. Focus on Him. Meditate on Him. If it helps, see yourself walking past the outer courts. See yourself walking past the altar. See yourself walking past the priests. See yourself walking into that Holy of Holies. If that helps you do that. If not, just focus on God and everything He is. And when we take that step forward in a second... Respond to God in the way he gives you to respond. Because you'll be in that place, in that place of the Holy of Holies. You'll hear him and respond to him in that way. Let's take that step. You can carry that with you. Into the rest of your week. Into the rest of your month. Into the rest of your year. You might need to remind yourself of it from time to time. But stepping into the Holy of Holies, stepping into the presence of God, that prophetic act of just a single step taking you there can sometimes be very helpful when you're struggling. I'm going to leave you with that and that picture of the port in the storm. And we're going to drive back the enemy. And we're going to see him driven out in every single area of our lives. 
in every single area of our community lives. And we are going to take back what he has stolen and more besides. And we are going to take ground as he retreats. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. Hallelujah. Stay in the holy place. In fact, the most holy place. Before we uh, finish, let's just do a little bit more enemy routing. I want to tackle sickness. So a breakthrough in finances last week. Let's have a breakthrough in, in sicknesses defeated this week. So let's all stand if you're able to. And I'd like those that need healing to come and stand here at the front because we're going to all pray together just to speak healing into your body. Or maybe it's you're standing in the gap for somebody else. That's okay too. Just come and stand here. And we're going to... Now often I... Uh, if I'm teaching people to pray for sickness, I'll, I'll say, you know, for each individual person, inquire of the Lord and get an individual word. I don't believe that's how God is going to do it today. So I don't want to confuse you if you've heard me say that before. Because we're going to all pray for every person. Although I'm going to go down the line that we've got here. Uh, there may be some people go over in the spirit, so it's probably best not to stand right behind unless you're going to help me out with ministry. Ron, we should have a ministry team up, please. Um, we're just going to do this, and we'll do it all together. You can just join in with me as I say it. We're going to say, be healed, because remember Jesus said, go and heal the sick. He didn't say pray for them. So... We can just speak, be healed. And we're also going to say, enemy, be gone. Alright, the two things. The two things. So, unusual, because we're going to do that for every single person along here. Healing will be released. The enemy will be gone. Are you with me on that? Yes. Okay, so we'll start... And again, often if I'm ministering, and this is for you too, if you end up in ministering situations, I will ask the Holy Spirit who to go to. If you ever wonder why don't I start at one end, and why do I start? It's because I'm asking who's first, Lord. Who is ready to receive? That's a very good practice. But today, because we're prophetically doing what Josie has been talking about in the middle of the holy place, we're just going to go along the line saying, "Be healed." Enemy be gone to each person. All right, and we'll do that together. I'll stretch out a hand. Why don't we, we can all stretch out a hand to each person as well. That release of God. And if I could have a, a ministry person behind every person, just in case. They may not. They may not. You just never know what the Holy Spirit's doing. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Excellent. Lauren, be healed. Enemy, be gone. Cheryl, be healed. Enemy, be gone. 
Heather. Be healed. Enemy, be gone. Emma, be healed. Enemy, be gone. Be healed. Enemy, be gone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can clap. You can praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Those of you that came forward this morning, uh, and we've just uh, spoken that over you, released that healing and got rid of the enemy affecting you or your, obviously your family members for some of you. This week, when you see that breakthrough manifesting, can you write that down, please, and then give it to me written down next week? I know it's so easy to forget and so easy to pass, but it would be good to recognize what God has done. All right, God is your ever-present help in trouble, the word says. So we're overcoming that trouble. We're not accepting it anymore. It doesn't mean maybe you'll have a complete victory. Maybe it's the sign of it coming through. Whatever it is, wherever you're at, it would be great to have an update from you on what's happened this week. Is that all right? Hallelujah. Well, have an absolutely... Oh, could somebody... Martin, would you mind nipping upstairs and... Telling Jane 2107, they'll be astonished that we're actually finishing, but you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just sit down for a second. Hallelujah. So this week, I think it's, I just want to confirm, Jossie, you were speaking straight from God today. Very powerful. And you think, well, that's kind of what we've heard before. Absolutely. If you think about it, in some ways, the word, the word every single week has almost been the same thing, just from a different dimension. It's because it's so important. Because it's so, God has on his heart for us all to be in that most holy place with him. And it's so easy to be distracted by all the troubles around us. So God wants us in that place. It's interesting, isn't it? You're in the place of stillness, but you're also in the place where you can cry out with an ear-splitting sound. God's full range of everything. In September last year, God told us to become a people of prayer and fasting. Can I urge you to revisit that again this week? Think, what, have I, what am I doing now that I wasn't doing before September? And if you took on board praying more, fasting more, or starting to fast, think, how am I going to do this some more? Is it time to step to another level? Fasting is part of that being still. You know, it even says, even food will not distract me. We need food. It's essential for life. But we, we say for a time, even that I'm putting to one side. Maybe you'll fast a meal. If you regularly miss lunch because you're too busy, that's not really going to do it, is it? Because you regularly do it anyway. 
So then it needs to be a bit more. My, the way I often will fast is from an evening meal to an evening meal because that's just a way that works for me. For me, it gives the whole day, really, over to God. Somebody you might find breakfast, which is where it comes from, but from the nighttime fast, to break your fast with breakfast. Or lunchtime to lunchtime. There's no rules. That's just a 24-hour. But think... Am I doing what God said? Not because we're making God doing anything, but because we're learning to dwell in stillness. Fasting doesn't make God do something. Fasting just enables us to live ever more close to God so we hear him more accurately and he's able to minister to us more, through us more effectively. All right? Which is why so many breakthroughs happen when people fast. It's like Jossie said, why did that woman say, praise God, praise God, praise God? Or was it twice? Or I don't know, three times. Because Jossie was in God's presence. And that's why, that's why people don't understand that sort story. That's why that ark could not be carried on a cart. The presence of God is not something mechanical that follows us along. The presence of God rests. On our shoulders. And Jossie was right. Thursday night, I thought we were going to go louder. God spoke to me as he shared that word. I thought, oh, right, we're going to go. And then suddenly it was like, boom. We were just in the holy place. But in that holy place, well, we were in it anyway, but we were in a very still place, singing holy, holy, holy. Those doors began to open. Spiritually, prophetically, over you and over our community, doors were opening. Doors that we've broken through through this morning. Doors that opened on Friday night. There was a, a real opening of doors, people being healed and breakthroughs in the congregation. These are great days to be in God. Amen. Have an absolutely awesome week. Don't forget about Alex. Uh, don't run away if he comes near you. He's looking for volunteers to help with the, uh, with the Easter fun day on the 24th of March. And uh, enjoy your cup of coffee and have a great afternoon and enjoy the fellowship. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.